live and direct from Straight Stuff Studios. We've got a great show for you here tonight. Hope you're enjoying these hot summer nights. Uh, and thanks for being with us here tonight on show number, I'm not sure we haven't really kept track, but you know what, we just keep plugging along. So thanks for joining us here this evening. I'd like to introduce our host this Sunday, and every Sunday at 7 p.m., Mr. Rick Atwater. Yeah. Yeah. Are we happy tonight. So, um... Welcome to Recovery Internet Radio and our show, Straight Stuff on Addictions. Um, Tonight, our tag was, he took the long way home. However, there's been a slight change. Yes, there's been a slight change. And we've changed it to there and back again. There and back again. Okay. And we're going to get get to that. So, well, that's the first thing we're going to get to. So the new title is, and we're going to get back again uh, to that in just a minute. But I just want to thank you for joining us tonight. Um, thanks to our engineer, Chris, who's been uh, doing his thing, and our guest, Jerry M. Um, and Chris, for turning off the air conditioner so we can hear. That's good. Yeah. Um, you can, good radio. We've got to have, that's, that's good stuff right there. Um, straight stuff. You can call into the show for questions or comments or um, even we allow opinions. Do we allow opinions? Uh, only one a week. So if okay. you've got an opinion, get, you have yeah. to put in the queue here. If you have an opinion, here we go. you get one. One shot at it and one only. Our number is 323-792-2977. And, Phil, if you're out there listening, I'll say it one more time. It's oh, 323-792-2977. <laughs> <laughs> or you can tweet us at Rick Atwater, at Rick Atwater, and you can tweet us live. Is that right, Chris? That is correct. That's Twitter, at Rick Atwater. All right. I'm re- I'll read it. I'll read it right now. Anybody? Oh. Nothing yet. Okay. We'll wait. But if we get something, you can just take care of it right on the, right on the fly here, right? Um, is there, where's okay. Again? So remember to check out recoveryinternetradio.com for all our archive shows, of which but we, as was mentioned before, we don't know the number, but it's hovering around 120 or so, I think. It's definitely hovering right in there. Hovering? Yeah, is that the right way to say it? Or it, it, it should be hovering. Hovering? 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 Okay. There's a so, lot of shows. So, yeah, if you're, if you're interested, check us out. You know, if you're, I hope you enjoy the shows tonight, and then uh, you love it so much, you've got to go and listen to all, you know. All 120 or yeah. hoovering in that yeah. area. Contact us at, at Rick Atwater via Twitter and let us know how many episodes. Do you have anything on uh, Double Take or anything to say about anybody or anything? Any, any uh, yeah, stuff absolutely. before we get started here? You know what? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted as far as Double Take, Friends of the Show. Uh, great, great local band. Does a lot of cover music. I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated with their, uh, their upcoming shows at the break. And uh, I, I will say a quick plug for our... Uh, uh, youth adolescent or adolescent mentoring program, uh, Sidekicks Mentoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, ser- we're, we're serving youth in need in the McHenry County area, uh, kind of like uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. But maybe there we you didn't get into Big Brothers Big Sisters because you're a little too rough around the edges. That's the that's what we specialize in. Uh, kids that are that are struggling, maybe having a little problem. Uh, from there to, to anybody that needs needs a, a little bit of guidance in their in their life. We've got some really dedicated people that devote a lot of their a lot of their time and energy to uh, to to making that happen. So check us out at sidekicksmentoring.org and that's got our number and all the information that you might be interested in. So thanks for listening. All right, so we'll get back to halftime for yes. anything else that you got to update us about. Okay. So, we'll let's start with let's start with our title change. So, 
Um, originally, it was he took the long way home. No, originally it was there and back again. I changed it, and right. then you suggested that we change it back because it meant something to you. Can you? Yeah, it meant a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, for those of for those of you guys out there, it's a token reference. There and back again, and it's kind of the symbolism behind like leaving the safety mm. of home, you know, and going out there and, and uh, conquering, you know, all your fears, going through hell and then getting back to where you need to be. Okay. So. So okay. So that's good, a good reference because I think it it fits pretty pretty well with your story then. Doesn't yeah, it? pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> so um, all right. So let's let's start kind of start at the beginning. You were ta- and we've ta- we've talked and you told me kind of some of the some of the details. So uh, you were born in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, Cincinnati, and Ohio. then you had to leave Cincinnati. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, um, my father was a violent man. Uh, he was in the uh, running guns and drugs and would uh, bribe cops and judges and was uh, pretty notorious um, mm. and uh, he was pretty violent and jealous and so by the time I was nine months old um, you know my mom grabbed me and my brother and we took off she changed our name and uh, we moved from town to town for you know better part of 14 years mm. so yeah do you and the those first those first moves, you were probably too young to know where, but when you became, when you were old enough, do you know, like where, where, like in the Midwest or all oh, over? Oh, mainly in the Midwest, yeah, yeah, Wisconsin and Illinois. Okay. Oh, yeah. Different places, though. Yeah, pretty much. Different places, different parts of, you know, Illinois, Wisconsin, you know, northern Illinois and like mid-range, like Millsville, Wisconsin and Lake Geneva and the list goes on. Did you, uh, did you have family up here? Is that why you came up here or work or? We had friends of the family. Yeah. Yeah. And so she sh- sought refuge with them and, you know, kind of helped them out, helped us out. And she was, re- and I assume she was really afraid for her life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a, he was a pretty bad guy. Yeah. 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 To the point where, um, you know, we would hear stories, but he ended up like throwing her out of a window. She broke both her legs. And now, and after, as soon as she healed up, she grabbed me and my brother, you know. That was it. And that was it. Yeah, after years of torment, yeah. So, did you, did did you like, um, did you know, or when you were old enough to begin to understand, did you were you afraid too? Yeah, I kind of knew something was wrong because no, I, I kind of noticed that most of the kids weren't moving around as much as I was. Right. Um, and I would hear stories off and on from little by little as I was getting older. You know, I would hear a couple stories she would like let slip out. Yeah. You know, by the age I was like six, seven, all the way up. So she was kind of trying to protect you a little bit from Yeah, it. she, yeah. Yeah, but I knew. Yeah. I mean, we kind of knew. My brother's four years older than me. Yeah. So he kind of has memories of like um, being in a store and then like her getting incredibly afraid and we just like took off, jumped yeah. in the car and took off. Um, but yeah, he one time, like not long after uh, she took off, she, he ended up going to uh, my grandmother's house looking for us with a falsified document bringing cops. And as soon as the gram, as soon as my grandmother pointed that out, the cops were like, well, what, what the hell are we doing here? So he had to take a hike and, uh, that was a failed attempt to get us back. And then we kind of went on the run a little bit. Like falsified documents, like, uh, yeah, I don't know what exactly what it was, but he, he, I don't know if it was like a warrant or, um, or like I don't custody, know what it was. maybe custody, custody papers yeah, custody or something paper like that. Custody paper that he kind of like just like, smudged a few things. Kids, yeah. Them, yeah. And he and of course he probably knew them. You know. Right. He probably like you know 
put a little influence in there. <laughs> <laughs> a little you know? monetary. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was back in the like seventy, you know, seventies. So you ran, you guys ran the the for years. Yeah, I mean, we slowed down as we got older. I remember spending like a couple years here, a couple years there, but it, like when I was fourteen, I spent like like four years in Harvard. Okay. Unfortunately, but yeah. <laughs> that's where that's, it was. That's where we ended up, like the, the, the end of the line, like you know, yeah. there's Harvard. You're, you know. Yeah. Where else so, are you going to go from there? Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not. Not. My, not very much more. So than that. at fourteen, you're probably what a uh, freshman or. Yeah. Yeah, so you were a Yeah, freshman. I was already getting into trouble, and I kind of got kicked out of the town in Hillsville because I was already getting in trouble with the law, you know. That was where you were in Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. Sneaking out, breaking and entering, you know, that kind of thing. And did your mom call the cops on you? No, no. A friend of my brother's uh, needed money, so we broke into an A&W. And, uh, yeah, needless to say, we didn't get much. Yeah, I was except, for say. A, except for a nice little scar and, and a rap sheet, so. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you were already, this was before you even came to Harvard, so. Right. Things, did you move to Harvard partly to avoid uh, Jerry M from getting into any more trouble? or? I think it was a, a restart. Yeah. I think it was to get me out of that town, and uh, we were struggling, I guess, and we moved in with uh, friends of the family. Yeah. You know, so, because I, I grew up poor, like, yeah. my entire youth. Yeah. You know, it was rough. Yeah. Having nothing. You know, my mom couldn't really work and, you know, welfare baby kind of mm-hmm. thing. Single parent. Was she still struggling with, did she still have leg problems after, after all yeah, that? Yeah, after or? a while. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, had a, she had a problem with that for a long time. I imagine that that's not something that's easily recovered from. No, and yeah, not to mention the mental anguish too. There would be sure. times, yeah. yeah. So you, all right. So you're moving to Harvard. You're 14. You're a freshman in high school, and uh, you've moved uh, like more times. I think it was count. like 24 times. I think uh, I came up with. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't remember all the names yeah. of the places, or you know, going to schools, like moving twice in one year, new schools twice a year, kind of almost. How, uh, like, if I don't know if you could separate yourself enough from from your own experiences to answer this, but how do you think? Uh, like something like that would affect a kid having moved that many times, having lived with that amount of fear and all that stuff. How would, how would that affect, I mean, like what would that do to you? Oh, I've had some time to reflect and look back and uh, it messes with you. It messes with your psyche. You're always the new kid. You're always trying to make new friends. And as soon as you get some good friends or what you think are good friends, you end up moving again and starting all over. And uh, it was actually really frustrating. And pretty soon I kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. I gave up trying because I knew at some point I was going to move again and start making new friends. So I was just like, well, whatever. I'm not going to know you that long anyway, so piss off kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Did, did you become a loner or did you just... Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely a loner. Yeah. You know, deep down I wanted, I was, you know, wanted to be social and accepted, but there was never enough time to actually get into any, like, kind of groups or cliques yeah. or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I kind of had three strikes against me, you know, growing up. I mean, I was raised in the uh, cult of Jehovah's Witnesses, mm-hmm. and they already have the mental attitude of everybody else is worldly, which is I consider like evil, yeah. you know. So they already separated themselves from the rest of the world. So when you grow up with something like that, you're kind of separated. And then moving all those times, you know, you're always the new kid. And then, you know, being shot in the eye, you know, when I was seven, that was like a double win- that was like a triple whammy. Talk about that a little bit because, I mean, 
This is radio, so people can't see your eye. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have one green eye and one blue eye. Yeah. One forest green and one ice blue. And what what actually happened? Did you? I mean, you got shot in the eye, and then you actually did you lose your sight? Yeah. Yeah. Completely? I'm blind. I'm blind in my left eye. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was seven years old, and I brought, borrowed my brother's bike, and um, just riding around uh, the apartment complex, um, Stone Lake Apartments. I guess it was ghetto back then you know, I didn't know but anyway we found a BB gun on a porch and we decided to try to get it to shoot and we figured it out and his little brother ran up and stole my brother's bike and the first thing I thought was like oh fuck my brother's gonna kick the shit out of me and that's literally what I thought at seven years old so I don't mm-hmm. know how many mm-hmm. yeah. so I ran up behind him and I shook him off the bike picked him up threw, kicked him in the nuts and threw him down and I heard the gun go off and I turned around and it got me right in the eye so it was one in a billion shot yeah. So if it wasn't for my ninja-like reflexes, I wouldn't have got shot in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for that. Yeah, yeah thank God for the ninja-like reflexes. Yeah, you would have got shot in the back of the head. Yeah, I would have got shot in the back of the head, and yeah. I just pick it out later, and it was, everything would have been fine. Yeah, so. yeah, but it, and so and it, you lost your sight immediately. I or? lost my sight. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I guess there was some. Uh, well, I don't want to gross anybody out, but leakage. You know, there was two BBs inside my eye. Yeah. Um, I was standing there screaming, and some neighbor lady somehow got me to my mom's apartment and we ended up after driving around a bit driving to chicago hospital children's hospital and i remember the doctor taking me into like this dark back room mm-hmm. with like this pen light and yeah. it's like follow the light down and i remember a bb rolling out and that was the weirdest sensation that, uh, wow. yeah but that was about the time where i really lost my innocence and i yeah. kind of like you know kind of life-changing yeah i should say yeah. so jehovah's witness blind in one eye yeah and moving around. And moving around, and my baseball career was over. <laughs> <laughs> baseball been very, yeah. very good to you. No playing baseball. Yeah. No playing baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that would kind of like depth perception. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So it affects you. It messes with you. Like you basically, like you said, it. You gave up, or you like didn't. Right. You just didn't give a. On the outside, didn't give a rip whether you belonged or not. On the inside, you did. On the inside, I did. I mean, I, it was kind of futile, you know. I, I realized, what's the point? Yeah. You know, after a while, what's the point? I keep losing these friends, you know. So, um, yeah, I kind of grew up, like, way earlier than most kids, kind of, like, angry and resentful, mm. you know. You know, angry about, like, the thing about Jehovah's Witnesses was um, you can't celebrate Christmas. You can't celebrate your own birthday. So there was no birthday cake, no birthday parties, no Christmas to get together. Is that because so, it's considered worldly? It's considered worldly, and they changed the dates, so it, they made their own kind of like timeline, and, and, and it's just kind of, yeah, ridiculous. But. And it wasn't your choice really to be that? It's just that that's what no, your family... That, yeah, my mom from. made us go. Yeah. Because, like, we had friends there. Well, she had friends, and it was kind of like a, like a, uh, like a refuge kind of, Yeah. you know? Sure. She the, church was, the church was, was safety you know, for her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so how did you handle being the outsider who wanted to belong? And you're, you're 14, you're in high school at Harvard. What happens? Oh, wow. Well, you know, it was basically me, my, me and my brother. Hmm. So me and my brother were pretty tight. Um, we lived out in the country for a lot of my youth. So Hmm. we would just run around and, you know, jump around in a hay mow or just cruise around on our bikes and everything and do our own thing. And, you know, I just, started despising school like yeah. almost right away yeah you know behavior disorder really early you know what, what like is that what you got labeled 
Yeah, early on I started going to special special classes because of behavior and learning disability. I guess uh, I guess I have a little bit of ADD too. Hmm. I don't know. What's your learning disability? Uh, well, I I don't really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you were just hard to handle. Yes, I was. Yeah. You know, I was notorious yeah. as I was getting into junior high of like slamming doors and throwing chairs yeah. and swearing at teachers and um, I was I was a uh, pretty uh, pretty um. <laughs> difficult so difficult yeah <laughs> i know yeah, that's, that's probably not the word you were going to use but i just helping you out <laughs> yeah so well, very passive aggressive and you weren't into uh you were you into drugs at this time or alcohol or did you start it uh my first drunk was 12 uh my brother introduced uh told me to slam uh three beers and i did and i ended up i ended up passing out like a couple out you know an hour later mm. you know but uh that kind of got me into it um, by the time I got to fort, uh, 14 and, and Harvard, there's really nothing to do. Yeah. And I was obviously hanging out with the bad crowd right away because it was easier to fit in and I wanted to act out and, you know, you act out with the bad crowd. So, mm-hmm. so that's what they did? Yeah. So I ended up, I discovered Cancer Corner right by the Harvard High School. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's when I first started doing, um, well... I started uh, buying weed and drinking and doing speed, like, right away, you know, right mm-hmm. when I started a, yeah. a freshman year. Yeah, and did you tell me Wild Turkey or something? Wild Turkey and MD 2020. Yeah, and like, I was yeah. laughing because I'm thinking to myself, you know, most people don't start there, Jeff. <laughs> you start out with wine coolers. <laughs> yeah, they kind of they kind of <laughs> ease their way in. Make a little light or whatever. It's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a big opening for you. Yeah, I kind of like kicked the door in and you put the pedal the down. You kicked the door in. You certainly did. Yeah, well, so you're I doing a lot amphetamine of... and wild turkey when you're 14. Yeah, I'm, I'm... they called me Mad Dog because I was drinking yeah. Mad Dog. Like, yeah, I asked you what I asked you thought of that nickname later, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remembered that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was pedal to the metal. You know, I had a lot of anger, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of resentment, and I didn't know how to, like, cope with it. I didn't have a father figure, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the one that I thought I grew up thinking of was this incredible villain, villainous monster. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so I just acted out. I just, uh, my mom started uh, working nights, and then she finally got a boyfriend after 14 years, which was poor timing on her. I feel sorry for her. But, um yeah, so she was going on the your, weekends. You're and hitting I, your prime. <clears throat> I'm hitting my prime, and I've got friends that are willing to, you know, we're, 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 we we have a purpose, and that's to get met, fucked up, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and blaring Guns N' Roses and just tearing shit up, and mm-hmm. yeah, wild child in a small town. Right, and, and little or no supervision. And little or no supervision on the weekends. So, yeah, there was times where I, oh, man, my poor mother... Wow. Is she listening? <laughs> no, she passed away in 2011. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I okay. kind of made my amends with that. But, yeah, there was, like, my house became the party house, and I instantly made friends. You know, I was a new yeah. kid, and I figured out that drugs and alcohol was, like, liquid uh, liquid lubrication for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for a social for environment. friendship, yeah. Yeah, social environment, and I got in, in like Flynn, I guess, as the expression. So. Yeah, yeah. And so did that last all the way through high school, or No. Um, well, by the time I got to 16, I was put in a mental hospital and I was kicked out of Harvard High School. I was arrested for, uh, theft and, um, you know, and then I, I got put in a mental hospital for runaway, manic depressive, drugs and alcohol, go figure, uh, self-mutilation, uh, passive aggressiveness and a few others that I can't think of right now. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like 
passive aggressive. You weren't passive aggressive. You were just plain aggressive. I uh, think. No, well, or were I you mean, passive I would, aggressive I would, too? I, would, I had a long fuse. I've always yeah. had a long fuse. I would yeah. take a lot of shit. Yeah. And then finally, out of nowhere, um, I would just be like, I would boom. just boom. I've had enough, and I, you know, it was it was it was bad. Yeah, not pretty. Yeah. So that's what they meant by passive aggressive, the long fuse part. Yeah. Yeah. Because once I went off, I had all that anger boiling up, like deep seated anger. Yeah. You know, and I'm surprised, like I was talking to Jeff before, it was, uh, it would only take in one or two circumstances in my teenage years that I would have committed homicide or suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that was about the time where I actually, you know, stood on a bridge and considered suicide. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know what, I, I realized at that point that um, there was a lot I hadn't experienced in life and that I didn't want to end it so early. So that was the one thing that kept me going. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what happened? I, I think you said something about you met one one of the guys you did were friends with, or oh, was, yeah. were best friends yeah, with. Yeah, my best friend, another huge outcast in uh, <laughs> in Harvard. Yeah, <laughs> Joe. Um, yeah, he, he disappeared for a couple of weeks, and I discovered him in Harvard restaurant when it was still Harvard restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, "Where you been?" He's like, "Well, I quit drinking. I'm going to AA." I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And he told me, and I, was, I remember thinking in the back of my head, well, I was drinking just as much as he was. So if he's got a problem, I probably got a problem. Mm-hmm. So I managed to somehow get one year, one month, and one day, and then I jumped off the wagon. So, so you, went to, you went to AA? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. chairing my own meetings. I had a sponsor. Age 16. Age 16, yeah. 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 So, and how old are you now? Uh, old <laughs> enough to know better. No, yeah. 39. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Just, just so... You know, I mean, people understand maybe a little bit what there and back again means now. Yes. Yeah, or yeah. you get start to get the picture yeah. about that, right? Yep. Because because yeah. um, I was there for at one. You point. You were there at one for point, and when you think about it, a guy, a sixteen-year-old guy, chairing a meeting, having a sponsor, getting a year and a month and a day, is pretty significant. Yeah. How many sixteen-year-olds do you, do we know today that? Well, I had a good know, sponsor. I just wish I would have used him more. Yeah, not many, not many yeah. young guys, you know, make it that long. Right, so. and it is difficult. I mean, it really is because the you, whole social, like, every, you know, that's what sixteen-year-olds do is drink and 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 party, you mm-hmm. know. Especially, you know, and I and like drinking was like a rite of manhood. Mm. The more I could drink and the more I could tolerate and the more I could hold it together was like, you're a man, yeah. you know. You can yeah. slam that wild turkey. You're a man, right. you know. And well, you didn't have you didn't have anybody to tell you otherwise either. Right, except for oh, my idiotic friends. Except for your friends who, <laughs> who were doing right. the same thing. Well, they weren't idiotic. Well, we were being idiotic, is what I should say. So what? What? So you went? So you lasted a, a year and a month and a One day, day, and yeah. then you made the decision. I moved or away you from Hart Town. On out. Yeah, I moved away from town. Uh, I moved away for the first time with a buddy and um I lost you know, I quit talking to my sponsor. I wasn't hitting meetings and, and uh you know, shit was hitting the fans, so mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate to the fuck it's. Mm-hmm. Um so we got a peppermint schnapps and we drank the whole bottle and they decided to go for a walk and uh you know, we all got busted for under underage drinking. Do you remember why Peppermint schnapps. I mean, did you it think was what we like, had. candy is okay or something? Or It, it like, was what was there. Yeah, no you know, reason. I kind of just Whatever. showed up and, and, you know, the bottle was there and we decided to drink and I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Okay. You know, and there I am scraping a bowl, drinking, uh, you know, well, peppermint schnapps. It's better than wild turkey in a way. <laughs> <laughs> but not much. <laughs> yeah. Better than Mad Dog. Yeah, better than Mad Dog. Oh. Yeah. Do people know what Mad Dog is? You MD twenty twenty. It's really cheap wine. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But it'll knock you, knock you knock in the your, dirt. Knock your socks off. Yeah. yeah. I almost was vulgar for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time. You <laughs> for were... the first time I've ever been vulgar. Yeah. Okay. So, so you start drinking again, and you start. Do you get in trouble? Yeah. Uh, that that very night, I got arrested for underage drinking. Oh. Okay. That so didn't got, take long. No. No. It was a. I'm sure it was a record time. Yeah, you know, hour into the, you know, two hours into the drunk, and you know, I get arrested. And you're already already busted. Yeah, I hear guys, you know, that go back out and and, and within a week have a DUI or you know two weeks, but you, two hours? I haven't. I, that's a new one. I think it was two hours. It was yeah. it, the alcohol was still hitting me by the time I was in the cop shop. So yeah, yeah, dumb. So yeah. And then what what happens after that? What do you what do you, you just um, keep going? Well, or? I had a couple of really good friends. Um, they were really cool. Uh, I could relate to him a lot, you know, long hair, leather jacket, fingerless leather gloves, knives, you know, and combat boots. And, uh, we, I just, you know what? I switched addictions. I went to weed. Mm. Those were your weed friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Because I, I don't know the costume. I'm not, that's, I didn't, <laughs> I was, I'm a little out of it. So the, with the gloves and the, yeah, well, I didn't know. Well, you gotta think it was like 90, 93, yeah. 92. Yeah, you know, it was when, kind of the pseudo Michael Jackson look or something. Out, or, Headbangers yeah. Ball was still out, yeah. and, and heavy metal was at its, you know, yeah. was really going. And yeah, so so you start hitting the weed, and you think thinking yeah. that that's okay, or thinking. Well, I didn't get in any trouble. Yeah, I mean, it actually worked for a while. I was mellow. I was, you know, I got involved in stuff, you know, with them, and uh, nothing really productive. But uh, you know, while well, actually role playing, I'll put it out there. I was a I was a gamer. Um, RPGs, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it helped. It got me out of trouble. And, you know, I, you know. And you hung with people that were doing the same thing. Right, yeah. Had some kind of, some kind of, some kind of focus. Right, yeah. You know, and I, and I had some jobs here and there, nothing, you know, but, you know, being a pothead, you know, at, you know, 18, 19, there was nothing really steady. Yeah. I get bored of it or whatever it was. And, or oversleeping. Or oversleep, yeah. And then you're out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I think we'll do? That's a good t- I think that's a good place to take a take a break. We'll we'll take about five minutes. I don't know. How long is this song? About four minutes. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll just take four minutes. All right. I think we'll take four minutes. <laughs> four minutes is good. Yeah. Is four yeah. minutes, that'll be enough for a smoke. I hope so. Okay, me too. I've had less. All right. Let's take, let's take a four-minute break, and then we'll reconvene, and, uh, and, and we'll get on with it. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for being with us here tonight on Recovery Internet Radio. We're going to listen to The Red by Chevelle. I hope you enjoy the music. We'll be back with you in just a few.
Hey, welcome back to Recovery Internet Radio. Hope you enjoyed the the tunes. That was Chevelle, right? Chevelle? Oh, yeah. 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 Jerry's pick. I like that. It's a good. It's a good. Yeah, good I had a lot of songs swimming around in my head, and then on that one I just stuck with. So. Fantastic. Well, if you're uh, if if you've uh, been listening, then you you know where we're at. And if you're just joining us, um, we're. We were there, and and then we were leaving there, and then, you know, well, we'll see, we'll see what happens from that point. Yeah, and we'll see if we get back. Yeah, yeah. I will say a quick, uh, a, a quick word about our friends at Double Take. Uh, if you uh, had the pleasure of seeing them, they just played on the 19th at Manhattan's American Bar and Grill, where they've been known to uh, frequent. They're coming up again on the 5th of September at Luigi's House. That's in Aurora. And then the 13th of uh, Saturday, the 13th of September as well, uh, back at Manhattan's American Bar and Grill in Carroll Stream. So check them out. Good times. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, okay, so we were where we were was, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, smoking some weed, hanging out with guys with gloves with no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that part I remember. Yeah. Uh, doing the gaming thing. Yeah. Um, feeling like not as out of control and bad as you were, but exactly. not really going anywhere. I was getting into, you know, getting into something, and it was, you know, being yeah. able to use my creative side, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. So what, where does this take you? How, how, what happens now? <sighs> well, I've become pretty chronic pothead for a while, um, you know, and I started getting into things, and I had a pretty good group of friends, and, um, you know, uh, going to renaissance fairs, and, and uh, you know, just doing creative things and um you well, I guess ran into a girl. Mm. Yes. Mm. And with Heather. Mm-hmm. And she was from Seattle. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, being young and, and uh wanting to be adventurous and always living in a small town, I uh I went to Seattle with her. Mm-hmm. And that was around when I was twenty. So um so I turned 21 in a main in a big city, Seattle. Mm-hmm. In Seattle. And, yeah, and that's when I was <clears throat> starting to start drink again. Mm-hmm. You know, here and there through the past like couple of years. And, but then when I turned 21 in, in Seattle, it was I kicked that door down again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was going to bars. You know, mm-hmm. a whole new experience. And then I started getting into harder drugs. And how was Heather with this? At this, at, 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 I mean. What we role? ended up splitting up like a year and a half after we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, she had done her parting. I think I'd consider her almost a normie because mm-hmm. she did her thing in high school, but then she wanted to, you know, she was at the point in her life where she wanted, she was watching Friends and she wanted to like get a professional career. Mm-hmm. And here I am just going, I'm just getting started. What are you talking about? Right. So I wanted to party and she wanted to, you know, work and mm-hmm. be responsible. So we kind of started going our separate ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did she have anything? Did she say stuff to you about that? Did she want you to knock it off? Or oh yeah, I was out of control. Yeah, I was pretty out of control. Um, yeah. Right away again. Yeah. You know, I just didn't seem to know when to say when. You know, it was you know drink until I puke or ran out of money or or passed out. Yeah. Yeah. And was there any was there any recognition in the back of your head of before or were you just doing your thing? You know what? I think all the years of smoking pot kind of like diluted and kind of made like the program kind of uh, hazy. Hmm. Maybe I shoved it in the back of my head or I don't know what it was, but I think there was a couple times where I, you know, red flag, but then I was just, you know, I wasn't, I was too in awe. Yeah, yeah, it was like 
a Bob Seger song, Hollywood Nights, but it was Seattle Night. You know, <laughs> new re- relationship, women, yeah. you know, and when we broke up, I got pretty promiscuous and I got into another yeah. de- addiction. Which yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, and that was, yeah. and then. Uh, well, let me just step back because there's a couple of questions I have. You you used the term cro- you you got pretty chronic with the weed. Oh yeah. T- what is define chronic? Chronic was uh, waking up smoking and smoking it all day until you pass out at night. And okay. I usually be the first one to wake up and start smoking that bowl or scraping it or whatever. All day That's every day. Much, yeah, and even through work, you know, I you did know you have to, work yeah, break. Did you have to sell it to to smoke it or no, did I, you? I never really got into selling it, mm. which I'm surprised at. But I just I figured that I didn't really want to get into that, mm-hmm. you know, because I really didn't like it, um, you know, getting entangled with like legal legalities. Yeah, you'd had your so, you'd had your uh, share of that already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I told myself, but when I turn 18, you know, they're going to start charging me in as an adult, so I better yeah, not you better get shape caught. up. Yeah, yeah. Be, get, don't get, get better, caught. Yeah, don't yeah. get caught. So. Did you regret um, the the breakup with Heather, or were you glad that was over so you could party? Oh, I loved her. Yeah. Um, so it was hard. And I still do to this day, but we just were going different directions, and that part I, I kind of, I do regret. Yeah. You know, if had it not been for my addiction. I probably, we probably would have been stayed together because yeah. she was the best girlfriend I had, honestly. Yeah, and it sounds like, she, well, like, like you said, she was a normie, and that's the other, another thing that some people on the other side of the microphone might not understand that term, like right. what a normie means. Yeah, she was able to take a couple hits of weed and then just be done, you know, and she wasn't really into drinking anymore, and she'd have a couple beers when we had a party or something. You know, she, she'd get a little buzz, but she, she, she was done. When she was done, she was done. You know, me, I'd just keep going until, well, like I said, right, until, until it was gone, gone or, you, or you puked. Yeah. So, yeah, so just so, because some people don't understand, you know, like there's more of them <laughs> than there are of, you know, uh, yeah. the, the other side. So, right. but, but uh, you know, but it's hard, you know, sometimes it's hard to def- to, like you, you wouldn't stop, as, and it was it caused problems. Right. That's the difference. Most right. of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Not all the time. And then, so then the other addiction comes in where there's you know promiscuity. A lot of a lot of ladies, a lot of women, a lot of ins yeah. and outs and ups yeah, and downs living there. in Seattle, uh, there's a big difference between living in a small town like Harvard or you know other places, and, and living in a city you know where there's a lot of good-looking women. Mm-hmm. You know that's mm-hmm. just the sad truth. It is. Yeah. You know. I mean, more people. More the odds people, are better. Yeah, the odds are way better. And yeah. You know, and then I just got into a group of friends that everybody was sleeping with everybody, and then I was able to run with it. You know, and. Uh, do you think, looking back on it, do you think that that was, part? That's part of your disease, or is that? I mean, how, what were your? How were your? How were your? If your morals, were your morals different than than what you were doing, or? I think my morals got laid aside or, or um, skewed when I was under the influence. Like they were there. Like I was, but... I've always been a good person, you know, and I'm a good soul, you know, I've always cared. But when I was drinking and using, or if you put, uh, you know, if you put sex in front of me, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. make poor judgments. I'm going to uh, go with what morals I want. Morals go out the window. Morals go if out the window. If you're in your disease. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that's, I mean, I think that's a good thing to say because it's like, it's not that, you know, addicts or alcoholics are bad people. It's that the, the, the morals get rounded by the addiction and right. things happen and, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right. Poor so, decision making. Poor decision making. Looks like that from the outside and it feels like that from the inside, but what it is is alcoholism. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
So we can we want what we want and we want it now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so and so what happens? You you stay in Seattle. Stay in Seattle for about five years, and um, it was just one bad relationship after another. Circle of friends, everybody sleeping with each other, and then like uh, then I discover uh, this girl Sky, and um, I don't know if we were star-crossed lovers, but there was a spiritual moment when we first, you know, I opened the door and bam, there she is, and uh, we just kind of stared at each other for a good ten seconds, and you know, I thought she was the one, mm-hmm. but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She's probably the worst one. Yeah. And uh, so, um, long story short, we were together for about a year or so, and we ended up coming back to uh, Harvard mm-hmm. to go to Madison to reconnect with my good friends that, you know, were always there for me. Mm-hmm. So you went up to Madison? Right, went up to and Madison. And you and her lived there? We were together for a month. Um, looking back now, she was just looking for a way to escape. Why she came with me to, to the Midwest to get away from me, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't even know, mm. but she pretty much used me to uh, move on, and she ended up riding off into the sunset with one of my best friends. Mm. So yeah, yeah. And that was it. Were the people that you were staying with in Madison were, were were most of them doing the same thing you were doing, or were you living with normies? Oh well, when I first got there, I got an apartment for a month, and then I obviously couldn't afford it because you know it was a group effort. We were going to find a job and kind of make it happen. Right. But I ended up like couch surfing for quite a while because yeah. I got into a huge depression. Depression. Yeah. Like the worst one I ever got into. After she left. After she left, it was, right? It was it was uh, it was pretty bad. It was really and were you bad. still using that whole time? Oh yeah. 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 Imagine you know using a bunch of downers after a big breakup and and you know the depression. So yeah, I, makes perfect sense to yeah, me. I'm depressed, so I got to take some downers. Right? Yeah, yeah, but it was my coping mechanism. Yeah. The way I could forget, you know, I, I right. you know put myself into a coma-like sleep, sleep for hours and hours and hours, and not dream. And it was just like I was walking in the rain, you know. It was kind of pathetic looking mm. back. It was it was kind of scary too. Were you were you scared at how how bad it got? Um, now, yeah, but I was just kind of in the moment, and uh, I didn't want to live but I was too afraid to die. Looking now, if you look back on it now, what do you, how, what do you make of it? I mean, where, where do you think that, you know, what was that? Um, I'm not I, really following the question. Well, like, you know, you're, you, you're in a different place now. You're in recovery. You've got a different perspective. Um, what, what do you think caused that or what do you think that that actually was? Was it actually a depression, was, or was it all your history coming back? I or? think it was a lot of history. Well, I think I did fall in love. Okay. You know, I was betrayed by someone I felt really, truly fell in love with. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't, you know, be faithful and and honest. Yeah. But it was also partly my fault because um, I I was being selfish and I held on to a relationship way longer than it ever should have been. Yeah. It should have ended like a year sooner, and uh, you know. Yeah. But you were you were a guy who needed to belong and needed to be loved. And right. Need, yeah. I think that so, part plays a part. Yeah. yeah and thing. so that makes you want to hold on a little tighter to right. things that might not be so good for you. Yeah, exactly. So off she goes into the sunset, and and Jer takes a takes Jer, a header. Jer take, yeah, yeah. Falls into a huge depression, and yeah, uh, yeah ends up couch yeah. couch surfing for a while, and yeah. dead end jobs, and doing the minimal amount to just get by. And pretty soon, my friends couldn't even put up with me. Like it was, it was to the point where I'd like walk into a room, 
and I'd suck the energy out of it because I was so <laughs> negative and the future was so bleak and I was such a piece of shit. Mm. Like I had absolutely no self-confidence, mm. none. And, uh, you know, yeah. Suck so, the energy out of the room. Yeah. yeah I remember well, you I was saying that dark. when I was talking to you and I, I, I know okay. I was extremely dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, so you came, did you come back to Harvard? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's where my mom was. And it yeah. was a place, you know, a place of healing and refuge. You yeah. Know? that one person in your life where you got that unconditional love, where you feel safe, you know, my friends couldn't, my, I don't think my friends could knew how to handle me or knew what else they could do, but I knew they certainly, I couldn't subject them to that anymore. Right. You know, cause I was just like, didn't you want to go to work? You know, and you, and did you continue to work? No, no, I, I went on uh, unemployment for two years and just kind of like took a step back out of the world, but I would keep drinking. Yeah. And uh, I started drink. I was drinking whenever I could with the minimal amount of money I was getting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, and by, by this time, back living with your mom? Back living with my mom. Yeah. Realizing that like 20 plus years later, I was at the exact same point I was when a teenager, when I was a teenager. I had no car, no license, no job, living with mom, no money, you know, just just more history drinking heavy and drinking heavy yeah yeah and there and there we are looking for some coping mechanism or some something and so what did you find um years later um i found the program i i finally hit my final bot well one of my bottoms because <laughs> i relapsed a couple times but how did you get how like what was it how did you get to that final bottom i mean what was it that, that um that i started you? using coke so mm. i was you know drinking and doing coke and i was going on coke binges as much as like an unemployed like man can i, I did have like a minimum wage job too mm -hmm. but um you know um it, i just i just hit bottom i went on a binge and uh you it know it sounds like you a lot of you know a lot of the times like you just were like numb like yeah just go like a zombie going through the motions dwelling yeah i was very good at like dwelling in my own shit yeah yeah and just getting by with the minimal effort. Yeah. Just because I, I, I think, I don't know. I think, I don't know if I lost faith or if I didn't have self-esteem or if I just didn't, you know, it was just like the world kind of sucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I didn't see the point. Yeah. So that's kind of like walking dead. Yeah. And no, no pun intended. Yeah. And I think part of my childhood without having a father figure, I never had anybody that, you know, I always thought that other people go to college, other people get the nice house, other people yeah. get the nice car. And yeah. me, I'm always like a welfare, you know, yeah. poor. And, uh, you know, this, this is, you know, this is what I got. Yeah. You got the short end of the stick. I got the short end of the stick and yeah. it kind of gave me an excuse to just live it. You yeah. Know, hold on to it. And just take, take on that identity and be it. Yeah. Right up to the right up to the hilt until right. you couldn't stand it no more, huh? Yeah. And so how did you how did you end up after all of that between the Coke binges and the minimum wage and the I don't care, the low self esteem, all that stuff, then you end up back in the program. How does that happen? Um Well, I went I remember waking up after uh Coke binge and realizing that you know, I, I had spent all the money I had to go on this, like, uh, trip to meet somebody that I really cared about. Um, and uh, I realized that uh, that all my self-will, all my, like, it was kind of like trying to, uh, the, this disease is like a two-headed snake. I was trying to hold on to it. I was trying to control it and get a good grip on it. 
but it always ended up biting me. So mm. I ended up like, I ended up just making a phone call and going to my first meeting. Long mm. story short, really. You just didn't, there was... I was done. Yeah. I was done. I remember laying in bed and it was that jumping off point where I couldn't imagine living without alcohol and drugs because it was just a part of my life so much. You know, everything I did was about it. But I couldn't imagine keep doing what I was doing because I knew I was going to end up, you know, in jail or dead, mm. you know. Yeah. It was one or the other. Yeah, and you already did the institution and years before. And I already before. did the institution, yeah. yeah. Those would be the three choices, yeah. Oh, yeah. as I understand it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was heading in that direction. Yeah, dark times. And yeah. so you go to your first meeting, and how's it, how, what happens? I mean, what do you... What? Someone told me I was the most important room and uh, most important person in the room, and I thought they were full of shit, and I looked at them like, what the hell are you talking about? I am like... You know, yeah, to you, you're the least important person yeah, in like, the world. I'm right? on the shoe right now, right. and I just like I can't even manage to hold a job or, or save money or, or get you know what are, what are you talking about? But I stuck around, you know, because. Um, and another thing is, you remembered that they said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of almost made me angry because I was mm. like, "What kind of bullshit are you trying to feed me?" Mm. You know. But um, I understand it now. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I understand it now. But I did the tell, time. Tell me how you understand it now. Understand? Well, I was uh, kind of like a reminder to them why why uh, we don't do what we do, going back out. Yeah. You know, um, you know I gave them I gave them an opportunity to help me. You know, uh, I guess that's the yeah. gist of it. Did you tell them at the time that you'd been in the program when you were 16, and now you're back, and you're what? At this point, uh, you're what 36? At, at one point. Yeah. At one point, but it didn't really occur to me until I, until like a couple weeks in or something. Like that was almost like a different chapter of. Something. Yeah, it was so far back, you yeah. know, that I was like, wow, yeah, I did go to meetings when I was sixteen, but you know, I didn't want to bring it up because I was kind of embarrassed that it took so long for me to come back. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, but when I hear it, I I get I feel inspired. Not, I mean, you know, like that's what my I think. <laughs> good Lord, something you got something, even though you went back out for whatever twenty years or yeah. more, you got something must have stuck because you could have called. I knew it was the answer. Yeah. Actually, now that you point it out, I knew that when I woke up and I was done and I couldn't do it by myself and no power within me could do it, I knew that AA had the answer. Honestly, now that you point that out, I'm. Going, and you, yeah, I mean, so something must have stuck in yeah, there somewhere. I did, I did it for the, a year. Between behind the pot stuff and whatever yeah. all the other stuff stuff you did, yeah. but I mean, that's pretty to me. That's inspiring. I mean, that's like. It was the last life vest out there. Yeah. You know, really. You know, and Last I house it, on the block. Yeah, and, and I reached for it, and so far, so good. Yeah. And even better. And even better. And even better. So what happened in the meantime? You you, you mentioned that you, you got cleaned up, you got sober, and then you went a while, then you re, then you relapsed? Yeah, oh. I did. Okay, yeah. got to talk about it, Jerry. Okay. Uh, well, there's a pattern here, and, I, and people need to hear it. Yeah. Um, well, I met a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Got involved, you know. How long after you were your first sober? About like seven months. Okay. You know, and I was warned, don't get in a relationship for your first year. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Because I was, (laughs) 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 yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I'll do what I want, you know. And I, and I, I kind of saw the sense in it, you know, because you're always changing. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground when you're first getting sober, and, and, and you know what you think is okay. You know, you have enough on your plate as it is already. Yeah. Trying to stay sober and, and, and everything, going through the process of the steps. But um, she seemed like the one, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought I'd give it a shot, and uh, you know, things just, you know, I took back control, mm-hmm. trying, you know, and uh, tried to do things my way, and uh, things fell apart, and it got me to the point where I said, "Fuck it." I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. And of course, I wasn't using my sponsor once again. So when when you know, like if if we're talking to if we were talking to a new guy. Uh, you know, three, four, five months into the program, and he's talking to you about like thinking about you know getting more serious with his girlfriend. What do you What do you tell him? Well, I tell him not not to get involved, man. You have enough on your plate plate as it is. I mean, yeah. I love women, I respect them, but they're a handful. I mean, you have to be able to pay attention to their needs and, and be able to, you know, what do you have to offer? You know, you're gonna have to, you know, you, there's a lot to it. Right. You can't just jump in a relationship and expect things to go great. What do you think? What was the thing about that relationship that first time that trashed you that made you say, "I don't care"? Um, she went back with her shitty ex-boyfriend, and it made me, it was pride and ego kind of got in the way, and I was like, "Wow." If she's not willing to wait for me to get my shit together, you know, and, and, and come back, you know, and like, wow, what is that? Where does that put me? What a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. Just lowered, just, you. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a kick in the nuts, right? Really. Yeah. You just lowered you on the, on your own totem pole again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you're still, vul- so like what you're saying is you're still, you're still hugely vulnerable to what other people's, what other people think about you and how they, you know, you still haven't got your own stuff squared away yet i'm vastly different than i was five years ago and even like a year ago i mean then oh then then, yeah yeah this is uh, this is at i'm talking to the five-month guy or the seven-month guy not the guy i'm talking to now right so and then and so then you come but you come back to the program i come back to the program after about a i think it was a year okay i went back out for a year yeah and uh, of course things got worse yeah. Started doing the coke again. I mean, it got to the point where I would, you know, go into the bar and and I wouldn't be there for a half hour, hour, and someone would nudge my shoulder or, you know, give me the elbow and be like, hey, you know, you're Let's go do a line. And then I'd be off and running. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you get back into the program after that. Yep. Did yep. coke help you back in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how to, yeah, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> uh, it just wasn't fun. No. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the kind of help that we get. It helped me back. Yeah, yeah it helps you back. I mean, it, it doesn't help you as a person, but it helps yeah, you back into the program. Kind of, you know, grounded my face in the gravel. Yeah, help. and if that's what it takes to, yeah. to get you back in. So you right. come back in. Come back. Get another nine months. Mm-hmm. Meet a girl. He's in the program. You didn't want to talk about this, did you? No, I did not. And, uh, you know, things were good for a while. And, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and then, uh, you know, break up. Same story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I took things personally. And, mm. you know, I got the fuckets again. Mm. You know, she's going to go off and get laid. So am I. Mm-hmm. So I went, where, where am I going to go quickly get laid? It's to the bar. So mm. I went to the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was out there for, you know, a few days. Mm-hmm. A lot shorter this time? Yeah, a lot shorter this time mm-hmm. where it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know, And I, and I ended up like putting myself, myself at a uh, serious health risk, you know, at night walking down the dark road, you know. So, so I found myself back in, uh, back in the meetings, and uh, yeah. I haven't given up yet. When you, talk, when you say 
health risk walking down a dark road. Was that a metaphor, or was that what you really did? No, that's what I was doing. You were walking, walking down, down dark road? Dark road, road the hoping cars to going get, by. Hoping to get hit by a car? Or no, just... it was just extre- extremely dangerous. I was wobbling all over the place. I was yeah. extremely drunk, and yeah. nobody could have taken me out. Yeah, you know? and you read about that all the time, yeah. you know, so-and-so on yeah. his bicycle. Or, from, yeah. right. Exactly. So, all right, so you come back in, and you've been sober since, which has been over a year. Yeah, yeah, 14 months. It'll be uh, 15 on, on the 4th if I make it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can make your announcement on that day. So just, just, by, uh, just by way of, uh, of, of, you know, kind of rounding it out, why, why are you staying? Why am I staying? It's a yeah. lot better than it was. I, I'm uh, walking a spiritual path. I, yeah. I've got a, a, a support group. Um, got friends? I got a daily reprieve from the obsession of drinking, you mm-hmm. know, freedom from the enslavement, ability to respond instead of react to things, the gift of making my dreams and goals a reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I really first, like, quit drinking and, and, and using, it, like, all these doors opened up to, like, all these pipe dreams that I had, mm-hmm. I could actually almost achieve them because I'm not blowing all yeah. my money at the bars or on you can, have, you can have dreams. And I'm not spending it all, at, you know, getting yeah. messed up. I wasted yeah. so much time. That's one of yeah. the things. I wasted over 20 years doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. 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 It's, it's nice to have dreams, isn't it? Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I can actually have an opportunity to have, like, healthy uh, relationships, you know, just mm-hmm. with friends, mm-hmm. you know, with, with family members I have, you mm-hmm. know. So what would you, uh, if you could give give a new guy, uh, uh, you know, say a guy that's been in a month, and uh, you know he he needs a little, uh, he's asking you for a little advice. What would you tell him about, uh, you know, the struggles that he's having in a month? It gets better. It definitely does. Uh, it'll start clearing up. You you can um, you're not dealing with daily wreckage. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually start repairing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, you've done it. Yeah, I actually have. I mean, you've got a job, you got a I've place got a to job. live. Yep. And, uh, yeah. You learned a few things about relationships? Yeah, stay away from them for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Yeah, that's my man. That's yeah. my boy, Jerry. Yeah. Okay, did we, we didn't get, and Phil didn't call, huh? How about Phil that? Phil did not call. Sorry, no. sorry, Phil. Okay, missed your chance. You, you missed your chance. Yeah. You know, he, he was even going to be here tonight. Yeah, but he, I know. He couldn't, you know, that would have been great. Well, I think um, I want to thank you for uh, laying it out there because I think you did a good job and uh, um, good message, good messages for a lot of people and uh, can see why there and back again is an important statement to make. Oh, yeah. 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 Crawled out you, of the hobbit hole and found my way back home. You've been there and back again. Yeah. And here we are. So thanks again, um, Jerry M. And thanks to our listeners and our studio audience for making this a successful little underground support source for the recovering community. We'll try to get our reminders out next week, Thursday or Friday, for those of you who are on our email list. And for those of you who would like to be, go to our website. It's recoveryinternetradio.com. You do that so well. Yeah, right? if, if, you get the, if you get that email and you know somebody that you think might enjoy the show, pass it on. Yeah, yeah, forward it to your friends. We appreciate yeah. that. Um, we are an, email, or we are a, a, an Internet uh, radio show, so we don't have the same kind of uh, listenership that uh, the uh, 
broadcast radio shows do. So you're our you're our way to spread the word. So please do. Yeah, we'd love to love to hear from you. Love to love to see you pass that along, and uh, hope hopefully these these messages that you know that that Jerry shared tonight was it was really good for for a lot of people to hear. So if you know somebody that's that's you know in need, plenty of people out there that could that could yeah benefit could benefit from by that. that. So as always, live today, love yourself and your neighbor, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next Sunday night at seven o'clock.